turning any bike into a smart bike. That's our destination. I'm Fred Fishkin. Joining us from Motosumo is CEO and co-founder Creston Jewel Jensen. Thanks for being with us from Denmark, Creston. Thanks for having me. Well, give us the overview of what Motosumo is. Well, Motosumo is uh, the connected fitness and indoor cycling experience, just accessible for anyone with a smartphone. So what that means for you uh, at home or in the gym or at the hotel is that if you have a bike, you just click on your phone. It will track how you ride by using the sensors inside your phone, the built-in sensors, the gyroscope, the accelerometer. And we'll put that data up with the live stream from our instructor, and they will be able to give you real-time feedback, put you on teams and games with other participants, and uh, you'll have the fun of your life uh, in, uh, in a ride with nothing but your phone or your tablet. Now, this is designed to use with a stationary bike, or can you be out riding somewhere? It's for a stationary bike. So it's really, uh, it's really making that that trend of uh, indoor cycling available to uh, to everyone. That's really that, the, uh, the mission here. That makes sense because you'd be looking at the screen and you don't want to be out on the street while you're looking at exactly. the screen, right? So step us through the user experience here, what what this is like. What, they download the app, right? And uh, exactly. subscribe subscribe to the service. Exactly. So as you say, you, you just download the app. It's a software only. So download the app put in your nickname, and then you pick a class from the schedule. We are all about live classes. We have on demand as well for uh, the case that there is no live class, but I think we're currently the global leader in live. So we have more than 300 live classes that you can pick from every month. So pick that with an instructor from somewhere in the world, Kuala Lumpur, Sydney, uh, Dallas, San Diego, London, Copenhagen, whatever you like, choose your style of cycling uh, and join the class. And uh, what you'll see the second you join is that everything you do is something the instructor and everyone else sees in real time. And that's, I really wanna encourage everyone to try it because uh, I think everybody can imagine an indoor cycling video with an instructor on their phone or tablet and they have to follow instructions. But what if instructors and members and everybody reacted to what you did, laughed at the instructor at the same time and uh, joined you in races or team challenges. That's really what the user experience is about, accomplishing something as a team uh, with your instructor in, in real time. So how did this come about? You're an engineer and started work on this with a team in Denmark some time ago, I think, right? What yeah. was the motivation? So the, uh, the motivation was uh, actually coming out from, from me. I've, I've been in, in team sports a lot. And so have uh, my other co-founders. And then I became uh, president of uh, triathlon Copenhagen, which is a super individual sport. And we thought, hey, isn't there a way to kind of, even though you want to do an individual sport like cycling often is, uh, could we make it more social? Uh, could we do something? And we realized, well, if it's to be for the masses and you can making it or making it possible for your for your friends to join it would have to be a different price point, right? It couldn't be a super expensive bike and some really expensive connecting software. And we thought, okay, can we, could we maybe just track people with their phones? And we looked into the sensors, which like seven, six years ago, 
really took um, a big step up and made uh, completely new tracking possible. And uh, that's how we came about and said, hey, if we can just get people to put their phone or tablet on a bike, we can track what they're doing when they're doing their spin. And then we can connect everybody up and then games and everything will be born. So, so that's actually how it, it came about, that wanting to drive that team spirit into uh, a very individual spin experience. I'm curious, there's no other hardware that plugs into the phone that you're wearing. What are the sensors if, if, the, if the phone is up in front of me? How is it knowing so much about what's going on with, with my effort here? Yeah, so that's, uh, there, there's, a, there's a short version and a long version here. I'll, I'll, I'll try to start with the short and then we can dive deeper. So, so basically, whenever you push the pedals, you will make some vibrations and they will travel through the bike to your handlebars. So when you put your phone on the handlebars, these vibrations are quite easily picked up actually by the gyroscope and accelerometer. And we use some uh, biomechanical modeling to translate that into what are you actually pushing in your pedals? Like what's your cadence? What's your speed? Uh, how many calories are you burning uh, based on that? And if you just go out and do that, we did that the first year or so, it's not that accurate. But when we launched it in the gyms and we had a lot of data coming back to us, we, uh, we set up a machine learning loop to calibrate the algorithm. And after a couple of years, this has just become extremely accurate, no matter like what rider you are, what bike you're on, all these combinations, it doesn't matter. Uh, you can just, yeah, you can just join uh, with your phone, with your bike. And there's not a specific kind of holder that you recommend that people use on the bike, on, on the handlebars for a phone or, or even a tablet can work with this? Yeah, a tablet works just as fine. It's the same sensors that, that's inside your tablet. Um, yeah, no, uh, we recommend one where your phone doesn't drop to the floor, uh, but I think that goes <laughs> without saying. Actually, you can even put your phone in the bottle holders in front and it will still uh, be fairly accurate. So, um, so we, we have no recommendations for that as firm as possible, but it's not a big demand from our side. Well, getting into this for a lot of people who look at the, the more typical, you know, you, you buy the Peloton or another kind of bike, it's a big investment for people. You're allowing people to get into this and have a similar kind of experience, I guess, for just the price of the, uh, of the app and the subscription. Yeah, so uh, so instead of making it two thousand dollars, we say it's it's thirteen dollars to get started. Uh, you can also trial it for free, but it's uh, we don't want to make uh, anyone or have anyone make a big commitment or anything. If you got thirteen dollars per month, you are up with this experience: unlimited classes, live on demand, and as you say, a, a similar kind of experience. But I do want to highlight the, the live element of it, which is actually something we took from the gyms because we could see whenever the instructor said something, having that immediate reaction from the crowd. And the same when the participants did something, having that immediate uh, reaction was something that was important for us. And if you see most live cycling classes, they are maybe delayed by 30 seconds or something like that. And that just eliminates basically all real interaction, that feeling of being a group, that feeling of getting feedback. Um, so we worked hard to get it to a sub-second uh, delay. So we got around half a second delay around the globe. 
Um, and then we put all this gaming on top. We put all the emojis, the reactions, uh, these kind of team challenges. We put that on top because it just works so much better when it's live. I think we can say we did something extra to the experience as well. Uh, it's not just a similar experience, not downgrading other experiences because they, they pioneered the space and, and they showed that people love this. But we put, we put a cherry on top, I think. Does it feel like a competition? And, and are, tell me about the different levels of, uh, of users there, because I don't want to be competing against you. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there's, uh, there's no chance you will, because we've, uh, we've built everything about collaborative games. So it's, uh, it's not about winning as an individual. Uh, you can win as a full team in a team challenge. So you try to accomplish something during the class, or you're at least part of a bigger team where every mile you do contribute to that team. So it's um, it's much, you should think collaborative and not competitive. And I think, to be honest, I think that's what's kept some people out of uh, the spin classes, right? It gets a little competitive. Um, you could feel that you can't, uh, perform at the level that's required but here you can be at home nobody's watching and everything you do is something that will be appreciated by the others uh, and you can do it at your own pace so uh, so it's been really a big thing for us because 70 percent of people are actually collaborative and not competitive and and we want to we as i said we want to do something for the masses here not for the elite well, tell me about the impact that the, the pandemic had on, on your business. I imagine in some ways it's hard to get started uh, with, a, with a business to, to ramp it up. But on the other hand, people are at home. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we were so fortunate that we had built um, a solid business delivering this group experience to the gyms, to people who were sitting in the same class and were tracking themselves and doing games with their instructor. And when COVID hit, we basically moved with the consumers to deliver this experience at home. We found instructors in 10 cities around the world. And we said, let's create the same experience, but it will be with a streaming um, experience instead of that experience in the gyms. And we found that many people um, enjoyed that and they have basically continued doing it. Some are maybe doing a little uh, less sessions per month, but they kept kind of that hybrid routine. So we're, we're now delivering to both people who are in the gym and people who are at home and some are mixing it up. We're seeing actually quite a few people are mixing it up. So I would say the, the journey for us as a company has been much the same journey as many consumers have going from the gym, going to pure home and now into some kind of a hybrid. Um, yeah. What about attracting the number of instructors that you need to, to do something like this? If you're global, you're, you know, so many different time zones, et cetera, et cetera. We know what it's like, you know, finding enough people in, in a lot of kind, a lot of employers are having trouble. So tell me about it. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so we were, we were in that fortunate situation that we were hiring indoor cycling instructors during the pandemic where they couldn't work at the gyms. So hiring wasn't difficult for us. Now it's, of course, a, a more challenging games with the gyms being open and trying to respect that instructors have to do classes at a gym. They have to do it on our platform from the studios as well. 
so that's that's a big puzzle. And um, I really appreciate the work that our coordination team is doing here, because if you want a class on the hour in every country, every time zone around the world, um, it takes a lot of coordination. There's no way around it, but we just felt the benefits of it. And what we can see it does to our members was worth it. Like people who do live classes stay on their routine for two or three times as long as anyone who just does a regular video. So that's also why I'm so much about this, this live cherry on the top of the experience. And uh, do the users see each other as they're participating or is it just a, a name and stats or, or what's going on? So we don't, uh, we don't show the video of the participants. They can uh, show a picture or an avatar as they like, and then they communicate usually with uh, a ton of emojis and whatever they want to do. Uh, we, we realize that most people want to see the instructor and they don't want to be um, on camera themselves. That's why they don't have the instructor job, but are participating. So we respect that and uh, we let them communicate whatever they want with the picture instead. So tell us again where people can go to to give this a try and uh, the pricing. And I know you have a free trial too, right? Yeah, so there, there is a seven day free trial. When uh, that ends, it's uh, $12.99 per month on a subscription and that gives you full access. So all you have to do is to go to either the Play Store or the App Store search for Motosumo, uh, download it, create an account, choose a nickname, and off you go. That's, that's all there is to it. And if you don't have a bike at home yet, but wanna try it out, maybe go to your local gym and just put it on one of the handlebars of the bikes they have there or at your workplace if they have a gym. Uh, that's, really, uh, that's really all. Uh, it's, um, it's very simple. One subscription, all classes for free. And if you're if you happen to be traveling when that's possible again, most hotels, et cetera, always have a, a bike there that, that you yes. can use to a fitness room. So. Yes, you're, we're we're seeing that more and more. That's right. It's it's coming back. Uh, the travelers on the platform, and uh, we are happy to to welcome them. Any thoughts about where you want to take this from here? Yeah. So uh, I think becoming a, a global leader in live and. Uh, indoor cycling that that was really the first mark we wanted to make and we wanted to make sure that that people have kind of have seen that they can join with anything um that that was the first thing we wanted to now we want to build the community and we're not doing that alone our members are to a very high extent doing that they are meeting up in zoom calls after the classes they're meeting on our uh, facebook group uh, we have a Facebook community, so that's if you're a little more timid and don't want to try a class straight out, you can also just uh, search for the Motosumo community, see what other users write, what they share of experiences from the classes. And that's what we want to grow from here. We want to keep investing in that experience where you can feel part of something uh, and where you want to join with your friends and make new friends. That's really uh, the big thing we want to do before branching out to other fitness modalities because that experience could work really well for other stuff than cycling, right? Terrific. Well, the website is motosumo.com. Preston Jewel Jensen, thank you so much for taking the time with us. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Now this. It takes a lot of listening to build a better radio. 
And that's just what the folks at Sea Crane have done. Bob Crane and his crew, nestled among the rivers and tallest trees in the world in Fortuna, California, have made a habit of listening to their customers. And that's just what they've done in building the CC Skywave SSB, the Swiss Army knife of portable radios. For everyday listening to AM or FM in the yard or patio or on the nightstand, without having to drain a mobile phone battery, it's a great companion. But it is also a companion equipped for NOAA weather information and alerts that can be life-saving. You can listen to FEMA and Coast Guard transmissions too. Beyond all of that, you can tune into shortwave signals from around the world. It's compact, easy to take with you, and built to last. The CC Skywave SSB. Click on the link at textination.com.